1: so start looking in the right place with linkedin you can hire professionals like a professional post your free job on linkedin.com people today
2: you're listening to get started investing a production of equity mates media this series is everything you need to get started on your investing journey a lot of brains in this, but investing in yourself is the best thing you can do. Anything that improves your own now time. Now
1: you can get rich very young just by having an idea. I mean, I can buy anything I want basically, but I can't buy time. Welcome to Get Started Investing. In this podcast, we cover all the basics that you need to start your investing journey. We unpack all the jargon and confusing bits. Hear your investing stories with the goal of making investing less intimidating. And along the way, we want to have a good time. My name is Bryce, and as always, I'm joined by my equity mate, Ren. How are you going?
0: I'm very good, Bryce. Very excited for this episode. Uh, there's, there's a few. There's, you know, we we started this podcast, especially Get Started Investing, to to really help. Uh, people understand the basics you know uh, get started on their investing journey and uh, there's a there's a few other people out there in the space who are trying to do similar things and it's it's always a pleasure when we get to speak to them so I'm excited for this episode
1: yes it is our pleasure to welcome uh, Molly Benjamin from the ladies finance Club Molly welcome
2: Thanks very much
1: for having me. So for those who are unaware of what Molly does, she is the founder of the Ladies Finance Club in Australia. Ladies Finance Club was born over in London, however, in 2018. And in 2019, Molly launched it here in Australia. And the mission is to to build a tribe of money-savvy women and to transform their relationship with money. So, as Ren said, you know we we here at Equity Mates are doing what we can to help uh, you on your investing journey, and Molly more broadly is trying to help women and on their money journey. So, um, Molly, it's it's an absolute pleasure.
2: Thanks very much.
0: Now, Molly, we we want to uh, unpack uh, in this episode. We want to unpack everything you're doing uh, with the Ladies Finance Club, uh, the big move out to Australia. Uh, but before we do that. We do like hearing the stories of people's first investments. We find there's maybe some good lessons or a good story that comes out of it. So, to kick us off today, can you tell us the story of your first investment?
2: Sure thing. So, I was very young actually. My um my parents were quite into share investing, which I was Very grateful for, and I didn't understand the concept of what a share was at all. I won't lie, Um, but my dad used to have the newspaper, and would have to go through the newspaper and pick pick a share that we liked, and follow it over a period of a few weeks, um, and see what would happen to it. Um, Again, like I was just picking at a name that I liked the sound of, and then I'd (laughs) kind of look at the numbers and like write them down. I didn't really understand that concept, but my very first, um, share I ever bought was David Jones. Cause I was, um, growing up, <laughs> David Jones was in its prime. Um, I was kind of going there with my mom all the time. It was something I understood. I knew what they were doing. I knew how busy it was when I was in there. So I thought, great, I'll, I'll buy a share of David Jones. <laughs> um, so I did that. And then I think I ended up selling it like a couple of years later so I could an acting class, really probably should have held on. But, hey, you know, you live and you learn.
1: I mean, holding on to David Jones now probably wouldn't be have been the best idea. So, selling it for a class uh, may have been yeah. the, the best move. I
2: w- yeah, I think I would have liked to have been like, I saw the digital transformation, everything go online. So, I thought so, but I really just needed the money. So, I guess there was a lesson learned there. Don't invest what you need the money for.
1: And so, from then until now, have you, um, I know you're more sort of broadly personal, finance. Finance, but have you developed somewhat of an investing philosophy?
2: Um, I guess as far as the philosophy goes, like I'm a, I'm a pretty like plain Jane, less is more uh, investing philosophy. So I have like, you know, my my ETFs in Australia, in the US, in Asia. And then I've got a couple of others, but pretty much it is like try and avoid looking at it regularly. And um, yeah, less really is more as far as following them and um yeah i I kind of describe it as like you don't want to be vanilla in anything but except for when it comes to investing so (laughs) i'm very much just like a plain jane vanilla for the long term um looking at companies that i love um and that are innovating um and that's pretty much it so pretty pretty stock standard
0: nothing wrong with that no no in (laughs) fact that's often the best way to do it yeah yeah so Molly, uh, in in the intro, Bryce touched on uh, Ladies Finance Club, but would love to hear it from you. Um, maybe let's start at the beginning. Um, what is Ladies Finance Club, and how did it come about?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So we're a tribe of women. We're a membership where women can join if they're kind of feeling a bit stuck with their finances. They don't know where to start. And we have a program that will kind of take them through the the basics of finance. We're noticing that women really want to learn to invest. So we cover different monthly masterclasses on different investing topics from trends to ETFs to how to get started. But it all kind of started in my living room at home in London when I was um, um, coming back from an overseas um, holiday, living my best wealthy broke life where we were kind of living paycheck to paycheck, going out for amazing brunches, always overseas, but literally paycheck to paycheck, no emergency savings. If something was to happen, we'd be really stuck. So I was talking with my girlfriends or we having a glass of Prosecco and I was just like, we were just all talking about how broke we were. And I was like, this is crazy. We all have good jobs we're all living this great life. How do we have no money and how are guys our age buying property and shares? Um, so that's really where it was born from. And, um, my dad runs an investment club with his mates and I was about to start a book club with my girlfriends and dad was like don't start a book club start an investment club and I was like yeah that sounds good how do you like how do you really invest like I've done a little bit of it but there's no way I could I, I knew much about that so I was working in finance at the time for a global bank and um not in investing um <laughs> in in more like uh, events marketing communications role and so I spoke to the girls I was working with the ladies. And I said, "Hey, do you guys know about investing? Do you know where your pension is, which is their super?" And they were all like, "Nah, no clue." But I got a bonus, and I'm just about to buy a handbag, and I was like, "Surely, this, there's more. There's more than that." Um, so yeah, again, we asked a mate of ours who worked in finance to come and talk to our group of friends. Um I got a bunch of friends together. We had pizza and wine and he taught us about um ISIS, which over in the UK is like a sa- savings account, a tax, a tax-free savings account. Um, and so many of my friends reached out afterward and said, oh, could I come along to the next one? Oh, I missed it or I love that. When are we doing it again? And so I was like, just wait, I work in finance. I'm an event manager. Let's put on an event and see how many women want to come along. And really It was kind of crazy. We had 80 women show up, 50% of them worked in financial services. And from there, it's really grown. So now we do events, we do corporate workshops, we've um, partnered with Financial Times, um, General Assembly, Fidelity, Vanguard. We've run events at Microsoft, Deloitte, um, Pricewater, um, a whole bunch of different law firms in the UK. And um, it's all about just creating a safe space where women can come together and we can talk about finance because like, it can be a little... We say male, pale, and stale and blue, but <laughs> it's just about making it really fun, making it social. And when we could have events, which hopefully we can have events again um, in the future, um, you know, they were good fun and people would go away making friends. And but it would give them that space where they could talk about money. And I tell you, once you get women talking about money, it's <laughs> it's literally hard to shut them up. We were shooing them out the door at the end of every event. We're like, sorry guys, you have to go home now. We've um, it's like it's like eleven p.m um so yeah that's what it's all about it's um and yeah so now we have a membership in australia and the uk and yeah you get a whole bunch of different things for that membership
1: yeah that's that's a fascinating story and um you know it, it's great to hear that you're trying to bring what you've created over in london and the uk over to australia um and the membership over here does that work in the same sort of way are you are you going to be doing the same sort of sorts of things here pending COVID obviously Alec and I would love to get on out on the on the trail and do some live shows but it's just uh hard to do
2: it is yeah so at the moment we're all online so our membership is online um but we are planning some events at the end of the year so fingers crossed um they'll go through but yeah so at the moment it's just kind of like monthly master classes we have these tribe accountability groups where um you Join once a month. You tell us what you're going to do, and we make sure you do it. And that's always around like finances, whether it's getting on top of your super, creating your first budget, um, investing for the first time.
0: So Molly, we'd love to sort of unpack some of the things that you've seen in in your membership and some of the things that you've learned while running our uh, ladies finance club. So I guess um, if we start general, what are what are some of the attitudes you see? You know, to to money when people first find you, and and how how do those attitudes change um, over time?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So people generally um, they can feel quite anxious, quite fearful, quite stressed, um, quite ashamed. Um, there's a lot of emotions involved with money, uh, so we're getting them in when when they're just not sure what to do, um, what to do first, and. Fortunately, money is still quite a taboo topic, it seems, when it comes to women. I know it it is changing and it's changing slowly, but um, it's still very much like this thing we don't talk about that we use and spend and earn um, every single day, yet we just don't spend any time talking about how we're going to manage it. Um, So, I do think... It's changing slowly. Like it's a lot more accessible now to invest with robo advisors, with investing um, apps, and with um, with yeah, just information um, being like podcasts like this one um, being so readily available. Um, it's definitely um, slowly making it more accessible. But the biggest thing is like when we when we speak to women. It's always about like at the end of the day, we're living longer and we're earning less. That is just fact of life. That is just the statistics. It's nothing against men. It's just women live longer. We earn less. So we need our money to be lasting um, longer. And investing obviously is a great way to do that. So it's kind of showing, I guess, women why they need to be investing and why leaving their money in cash in a bank account is not going to help them get to their kind of financial goal and really working out what is their financial goal. Because, you know, if you don't have a goal, you don't know where you're going. It's really hard to make a plan for that. Um, but, yeah, so it, it is quite funny, though. There was a really interesting stat that 61% of women would rather talk about their own death than talk about money. So, um, <laughs> not great. Um but when it comes to confidence and competent um, competency, men and women um, are equal in the competency, but just men are proving more confident when it comes to money. Therefore, they're, they're they're dealing with it, and I think as women as well, where the attitude is very much like save, be frugal don't get your nails done do them yourselves and with men it's about growing wealth and investing and yeah building um, their wealth so it's kind of changing that conversation but yeah it's happening slowly but I think it can happen a lot faster this is why you know podcasts like yours are so good because it just gets that information out there it makes it accessible and easy to understand
1: I think statistically as well women are better investors than men so perform um, on
0: average one percent better a year yeah We, we do and that
2: again that that comes back to that like we have a goal and when we have a goal we stick to it and so when there is volatility and when it is a bit of a roller coaster we just kind of keep our calm and we we stick through we sail through the storm as opposed to freaking out and selling
1: yeah so what are some of the big investing or I guess money myths that you find come through the door when people join and and how do you try and break those
2: yeah so I think The big one is it's really hard and complicated. You have to have a financial degree to invest or be the Wolf of Wall Street. And we're like, you really don't. (laughs) Um, So that's one of the big myths we see. Um, It's also, we find, you know, we're very good at the excuses as well. Like, oh, it's boring. I'm too busy. And I mean, to be fair, a lot of women are really busy, especially when they've got kids, they've got a full-time job, they're running a household, like, they're like, when will I have time to learn how to invest? Um, and then, I mean, another big myth is like, I've got to have lots of money to invest um, and investing is like gambling. Yeah. If I put all my money into, um, into the stock market, I'm going to lose it. Again, what we're trying to show is, well, you know, if you look at an ETF, it's going to be a lot harder to lose all that money and really kind of breaking down and demystifying those general terms, because there just seems to be a big cloud around it sometimes. And it's trying to, um, yeah, make that cloud a little more, clear for people and going, actually, no. if I, And I and I feel like I'm the best example. I'm like, look, if I can invest, you can invest. If you can online shop, you can invest. No, yeah. It's such a similar Quite process. Interview. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, look, you know, if you go onto eBay, you find something you like, you buy it, you get a confirmation and it's yours. Share investing ETFs are the exact same. You find the mm. ETF, you want it, you buy it, you get a confirmation. Um, <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> it's that simple.
0: So Molly, um, we we don't really touch much on personal finance here uh, at Equity Mates. We're very much focused on the investing side. So while we've got you here, we'd love to pick your brains on on that side as well. Um, for for our listeners that you know that want to know some of the key things that they should be thinking about when it comes to the personal finance side of money what what are some of the things that you talk to your community about
2: yeah absolutely so a big one we talk about was one i mentioned before is just around goal setting so breaking down you know what are you trying to achieve because it comes back to you know why you're investing what you want to do with your money what are you wanting from life so um with the goals we always get um the ladies to write out what are their short-term goals what are their medium-term goals and what are their long-term goals and then to work backwards from that so if it's to build an emergency fund then how much do they need okay how much do they need to be putting away each paycheck okay how do they do that yeah so so writing down the goals is definitely an important one there. We also find the very first thing we always tell our women to do is to just set up that emergency fund, or as we like to call it, an OMG fund. So (laughs) um, like, yeah, for like, Oh my God, the car broke down. Oh my God, I broke my tooth. Not like, oh my God, shots to everyone. Or, oh my God, <laughs> I really want those shoes. Bryce actually has like, a separate fund
0: for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: That's a different fund. Yeah. yeah, that's your fund money. Um, so that's a that's a really important one. And we see a lot of women when they come and join us, they come for two reasons. They're either in debt and they want to get out or they have money and they want to learn to invest. So generally they they fall into one of those two categories. So for the ones in debt, obviously um, we have like we're big fans of Dave Ramsey snowballing and you know we help them get that sorted as well as build that emergency fund um, for everyone else it's all about kind of we have an online course about the basics of investing the other thing we do as well is just kind of help them set up their kind of bank accounts we love the 50 30 20 rule so like uh, where. are I don't, do you guys know the 50 30 20 rule?
1: I was actually reading about it yesterday, but um, I don't. Oh, there you go. Can you tell me what it is? Enlighten Ren. (laughs)
0: Let me share.
2: (laughs) Um, So you've got 50% of your paycheck going into like your um, everyday expenses. Um, We call this the adulting account. So that's the boring stuff. So like the electricity, the rent, the mortgage the bills. Then we've got like 30% coming into your fun money and fun money account. And that's for the fun stuff. That's for like the holidays, the the brunches, the the haircuts, the um, (laughs) the clothes, the shots at 3am. And then you've got the 20% going into your future me account, which is about growing your wealth. That's about investing. That's about adding extra to your super. Um, that's about, you know, property. I mean, people kind of change the 50, 30, 20. They might change the percentages, but as a general rule of, or they might have an other account, which is like for a different goal. But generally that's kind of like the rule of thumb because when you've got, yeah, one account and you're trying to save, you're trying to invest, you're trying to pay your bills, it just gets so messy and muddy. Um, so it's really good to separate them. So they're kind of like the three main things that we will talk to women about.
1: Before we move, on Uh, we're just going to take a quick break and hear from our sponsors
2: selling a little or a lot shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business from the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage
1: Yeah, nice. So you've been in the UK and now in Australia. Are you noticing any differences in like money attitudes and practices between the two countries? And feel free to slag off either country, it's fine.
2: (laughs) 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 Fortunately, not, we're both... We all need a bit of work on it so we're actually seeing um very similar attitudes um i know i've spoken to women in america as well and it's the same thing it is that lack of confidence it's the not knowing where to start it's the feeling like it, it's something we're not a part of it we're excluded from it so it's no it's, it's actually a very similar kind of sad situation and you know as mentioned before we are the ones who need it the most because we're living longer we're earning less we're retiring on half the super we have interrupted careers you know we take Time off for all the right reasons, but then we were severely penalised by that um, when we go back to work. Um, so, yeah, no, we're we're dealing with these same issues. These issues are kind of like global. So it's really, um, yeah, no, it's it was. I thought there might be a bit of a difference, but no. Nah.
1: Do you see any difference in the government attitudes towards personal finance and helping like build wealth? I know that there's over in the UK, you know, they incentivize investing in sort of startups or you know with tax incentives and those sorts of things have you noticed a difference
2: well i think our super system is really advanced like there's still very few places out there in the uk where they'll actually find all your lost super and bring it together pension and and bring it all together for you so i was actually surprised with how advanced our kind of pension system was compared to the uk's Um, in saying that as well um, the government does a lot of kind of incentives to get first-time home buyers buying. They they have the ISA um, saving accounts where they give you an allowance up to twenty thousand fee free. So they are very encouraging. Um, I feel like they're a little more supportive of women in the workplace. However, yeah, there's, I mean, they they again, it's it's a lot of the same issues that we're having um, in Australia.
0: So, Molly, now we'll move to, I guess, our favorite topic, but, uh, but we're obviously biased, which is the investing side of, of finance. Um, what, what are some of the more common ways the experts you speak to um, talk about investing? What are some of, I guess, the investing philosophies that, um, that are sort of taught at, at your seminars and, and in your content?
2: Yeah, so we are big lovers of ETFs, or as my mum calls them, EFTs. <laughs> um, so yeah. she's like, "Is that the EFT things?" So I'm like, "Oh, mum." So yeah, so exchange traded funds, and we um, so we do a lot about um, kind of breaking down what ETFs are. We're about to do another um, another few webinars with Vanguard on ETFs as well coming up. And really, it's all about kind of like breaking down what they are and how you can get started buying. them. we just think it's a really nice place for beginners, as you guys, I'm sure would probably agree, a nice place for beginners to start when it comes to um, investing. And we have some lovely analogies, you know, like ETFs. It's like a box of favorite chocolates. You know, you've got your picnic, (laughs) you've got your cherry ripe, you've got your dream whoever likes dreams, your your gold, your gold, dark chocolate, Um, you know, let's pretend they are different companies. That's Telstra. It's BHP. It's um, CSL Um, in your box of chocolates. That's your ETF. So we're really about kind of like breaking it down and, and coming up with fun analogies (laughs) or as fun as they can be um, for, uh, for what they are. And then another part of it is around, what we're seeing with the ladies at the moment is a lot of them are jumping on different investing apps and these are proving really popular. So I did a survey the other day on our Facebook group um, and yes, yeah, Spaceship was definitely by far coming out the most popular as far as the investing apps were going, which mm, was yeah mm. interesting to see.
1: Yeah. The rise of the retail investor and also the you know new entrance in the market from Uh, brokers and trading platforms is only making it more accessible for everyone at the moment. And it seems to be getting cheaper and cheaper, which is great news. What what are some of the common mistakes when it comes to investing that you see some of the women in your club doing from from the start?
2: There's a couple of mistakes we're seeing, but one of them is they are using money that they need in the next kind of like three to five years. So we always say, you know, if you're going to need that money, um, you know, don't spend it. So if you're if you're saving for property, and we're, we're explaining why. We also find people are investing when they have a high interest debt. So they might have credit card um, credit card debt, or they might have buy now pay later loans, and really we're like, you've got to get rid of that. You got to get rid of that before you start investing and really showing them the difference in if you're being charged 18% and you're making maximum 7%, you can see how that math just ain't going to work. Um, so they're some of the kind of mistakes we're seeing. I mean, the classic ones as well is like um, just investing into one stock. So we've heard past stories from women going, I don't want to invest anymore because I invested once and I put my money into a company and I lost it all. And again, it comes back to um, that education piece and we're like, you know, we want to have lots of eggs and lots of baskets, not all our eggs in one basket. Or as we use the dating analogy, when you're dating, you want to date lots of guys, not just one guy. So, you know, (laughs) spreading out that risk. Um, And I think also keeping those emotions in intact. So, And I think this is something that women do do well, like trying not to freak out and trying not to watch the market. So people get in and I know um, a friend's little sister the other day bought her, bought Asia ETFs, um, the beta shares one. And um, the next day she called me up. She was like, they've dropped. And I'm like, that's cool. And then the next day she's like but they're back up and i'm like okay this is gonna get a little <laughs> fast i'm like shares will go up and down you just got to chill your beans are you needing that money in the next five years no great cool well let's not look at it again for another six months and then tell me what it's doing so i think it's like that behavioral finance stuff of just like not trying to let like your, your emotions to yeah. take control and then I guess the other one we're seeing is people treating it like gambling or day trading. Mm. So trying to get rich quick, we're like, hey, girlfriend, if the best in the business can't do it properly, you're probably not going to be able to do it properly. <laughs> so, again, really just teaching them about, you know, investing is for the long the long term. This ain't about getting rich overnight. And also not listening to kind of Uncle Terry's stock, um, stock tips Um, as well, we don't really go into, um, we haven't really touched on crypto a lot in our, in our membership. We've got our first crypto event, um, coming up in March with, um, the MD of Apollo, um, Tim Johnson. So he's just going to be breaking it down for us. Um, so yeah, I guess, yeah. Investing in what you understand and, um, yeah. Yeah. I guess the main one we see is people using money that they don't have.
0: Mm, Yeah. Now Molly, we often talk about uh, you know people's best investments, and you know obviously a lot of the fund managers we get on uh, obviously want to talk about their wins. Um, we want to yeah. we want to ask you about one of your losses. Uh, what, what's it? What's an investment that you've made where you where you made a mistake, and and what were some of the lessons that came out of that for you?
2: Um, okay, so. I have two um so one of them is I guess just be the classic crypto story so I had no idea what I was doing I didn't really understand it I'd opened up a um a crypto account um I'd met a um, I was actually on a bumble date and he he taught me how to crypto trade I was like thanks um we stayed we stayed crypto friends um, <laughs> so it was really. Um, you know, I did actually make a little bit of money from it, but I had no idea what I was doing. It was so volatile. I could have lost everything. Um, so I guess the lesson learned there was just like don't invest in what you don't understand, which sounds so basic, um, and then the other one was I got very kind of like on my moral high ground. It was like I'm going to sell my Afterpay because I don't believe in what they're doing. And then <laughs> Afterpay went up to over a hundred, and I sold it at at twenty bucks. So I guess I was like, I don't know if that was a mistake because I was like, you know, I don't know if I emotionally agree with what this company is doing. But then also I was like. Oh damn! That was a I could have I you know invested that money I made into my business to educate even more women into um, learning about it. So I would say they were my two little, two little. I don't think vessels. you can
0: ever say that investing uh, in a way that's consistent with your ethics or your morals is a mistake, though. No, I think you know ExxonMobil yeah. might do really well next year, but you know I don't think we can say that it's a mistake not to invest in them. Morals over yeah. money. That's your yeah. Morals yeah. over money. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Bri- Bryce actually has a T-shirt that says the opposite: money, money over, over morals. morals. <laughs> <laughs> that is not true. Yeah, well,
2: it's definitely. uncertain <laughs> certain companies I avoid because of that, and that will never. Yeah, that will never change, no matter what the returns. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. Molly, before we move to our final three questions, uh, what, what's the best uh, piece of money advice that you've ever received?
2: Uh, I mean, it would probably be one I never listened to, which was Good. spend less than you earn. Oh, my God, so simple. But all through my um uh, all through my very first com- my very first job, I was just like spending everything I earned, um, and a little bit more. And you know, I could have gotten myself into a really sticky situation. So it was just about you know spending, you know, paying myself first, putting that money aside, pretending it was a bill. Um, and w- until I did that, that was the first time I saved. Before that, it was like paycheck to paycheck, go pay my rent, have a few drinks out, maybe buy an outfit. And it was gone. And I lived like that for a long time. So yeah, that's the advice. Thanks, <laughs> mom and dad. Sorry. I
0: <laughs> so Molly, as Bryce said, uh, we do like to finish with a final three questions. Um, but before we do, if people want to find out more about you or follow you online, what's some of the best places to go?
2: Yep. So we're on the gram. So uh, at Ladies Finance Club um, and our UK one is at Ladies Finance Club UK. Um, or you can check us out on our website at ladiesfinanceclub, um, dot com, And we also have a Facebook group, which is Ladies Finance Club Money Chat. If you want to talk um, shares on Facebook.
0: Nice one. Uh so first of the final three questions. Uh do you have any books that you consider must reads? And these can be, you know, finance, investing, or otherwise.
2: Yeah, so um I am I've just finished SharePlicity by Daniel Danielle Yusa. Um Ukulia, sorry. Um also currently reading You Are a Badass at Making Money by Jen Cerrero, which I'm loving. Um, it's very much a mindset, a money mindset book. And then obviously the classic. I know people love him, love to hate him, hate to love him, um, but The Barefoot uh. Investor by Scott Payton. <laughs> I think...
0: Bryce is a love to hate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> love to hate. Yeah. Bri- Bryce is a, uh, sees him as his biggest rival. <laughs> <laughs> Even though
1: he's not in the game anymore, but that's fine.
2: <laughs> yeah. I just, I think some of those concepts in that book are just so, um, they're such foundational concepts yeah. and it's a good place for people to start.
0: Uh, in 60 seconds, what's the best company you've ever seen?
2: Oh, I mean, I love um, Shebanks because um, it's female founder, Sarah Blakely, um, couldn't find any um, pants pants, which weren't, which you couldn't see through, um, white pants, um, and started spanks So she snipped the feet off her own pantyhose, and now she's worth one point one billion. And I just love her story of the struggle at the start, and then how she was even selling, selling, pretending to be sales assistants in shopping centers, and and got it to where the company is today. They've got like a great upbeat culture, and yeah, so, socially conscious. So I love a bit of Spanks <laughs> Nice. <laughs>
0: Yeah, heard them. And then final question, uh, if you think back to when you were buying your first David Jones shares, looking at the share prices in the paper, uh, what advice would you give to your younger self?
2: Um, probably while I was in David Jones, stop spending so much on liabilities, <laughs> like stop buying clothes. You don't need the latest skincare range or the latest shoes. Um, I definitely would have been telling pass molly to put the bags back (laughs) to put the moisturizers back and put that money into etfs and watch the magical the magic of compounding um do its thing. i think advertising really does work especially when you're um, a young woman or old man and um i think it would have just been to have i wish i'd known about compounding at a younger age and i definitely would have made different choices with my investing and with my super as well
1: It's one of those pieces of advice that always pops up every now and then. Everyone's talking about understanding the power of compounding. Earlier we had Hamish Douglas last week and uh, that was one of his pieces of advice is the power of compounding. So great uh, piece of advice to finish on there, Molly, and uh, appreciate you coming on and sharing the story of Ladies Finance Club and and your story in in, um, your money journey as well. So um, it's been a pleasure and I'm uh, sure a lot of our audience will have taken something from that interview. So um, thank you very much.
2: Fantastic. Thanks, Thank you so much, and thank you so much for providing the service that you guys provide as well.
1: Thanks, Molly. That brings us to the end of Get Started Investing for this week. Hopefully, you were able to take something from that interview that will help you on your money and investing journey. Uh, A reminder that we do have our main podcast, Equity Mates Investing Podcast. If you're feeling like getting a bit more uh, information from some of the experts that we're talking to, also head over and listen to Comedian v Economist, where two brothers, Adam and uh, his economist brother, Thomas. um, unpack all that is going on in the macro environment at the moment as well as meet pay love to uh awesome sisters zoe and carmel exploring the money side of relationships so go over and subscribe to both of those but ren as always pleasure to chat and we'll pick it up next week sounds good
2: this podcast proudly brought to you by equity mates media always remember all information contained in this podcast is for education and entertainment purposes only It is not intended as a substitute for professional, financial, legal or tax advice. The host of equity mates are not financial professionals and are not aware of your personal financial circumstances. Before making any financial decisions, you should read the product disclosure statement and, if necessary, consult a licensed financial professional. For more information, head to our disclaimer page where you can find resources to search for a registered financial professional near you.